I don't want to speak for John and I won't speak for John, but um, it is my strong belief that uh, this was a family decision. Hey, Fifth Line, uh, Johnny here. Um, super excited to come to Columbus and uh, heading out there right now. So see you guys soon. Just hearing your voice, Brad, it, it must have been tough and an emotional one for you as well. And, and of course, it sounds like Johnny. Um, what are some of the things now that you're going to have to do to kind of replace that if you really can i imagine it's pretty hard to considering the production and what he's done over the last few years but what are some of the steps now that you're looking for considering what else is out there in the market well we'll regroup there's not you're not you're not going out and signing a player to replace john um you know that's something moses that we'll look at as an organization as a management team um and make the best decisions we can um the wrong move right now, I can tell you, is just is to knee-jerk reaction and just try to rush out and, and, and replace the player um, with the wrong response. So we just got to take a deep breath. It was it was it's been a it's been a long process, um, a long couple of days, and uh, but at the end of the day too, we 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 need to move forward. And, uh, and we, we intend to do that. What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. I don't want to talk about it like that yet. And then Eric gets in and he's just like, so Johnny, I'm just going to press you on that end. <laughs> God. That was, yeah, dude. I Like, what, what should I be doing? Like, should I just be blasting like Trader by Olivia Rodrigo in my car? Like, what, 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 what am I supposed to, how, how do I deal with this without, I, like, there's got to be more to it, right? It's not just, no, oh, like that press in your home, like that press conference was like I'm sorry, but it was kind of a joke. Like the mm-hmm. like the reporters should have listened like to Johnny when he said he like didn't want to talk about Calgary and like what happened and why he left. There's like good- I really hope I really hope that he comes out and actually like gives us a reason eventually, but like don't be pressing him for it now. That yeah, that whole like you said, the whole, like, I, that's all I'm going to say on the matter type vibe that he was giving. There's got to be more to the story. It's not that it's not as one dimensional as we think it is. No. Um, but yeah, Johnny Goudreau is a Columbus blue jacket. I never thought I'd ever say that. Not going to lie. Yeah, dude. Um, and I think we're kind of in the same boat that like we, we don't know how to feel like, it's part of you is yeah like i guess happy for him like i i it's hard for me to say that like it's hard for me to say that looking at it from a flames diehard perspective and it's hard for me to say that looking at just an nhl business perspective the guy left approximately 15 or roughly 50 million dollars over 50 million dollars on the table playing columbus and he, like he has a like no no move clause, no bonuses on this contract. What is that about? Yeah, we'll we'll get into this. So Johnny Goudreau, his contract contains no signing bonuses, no performance bonuses, or movement clauses. Um, essentially, the Blue Jackets can move him wherever they want, whenever they want. And he's just getting a flat 9.8. And Sean Corrali and Elvis, they have no movement clauses attached to their contract, but Johnny Goudreau's doesn't. It's just a weird contract for a really, really weird situation. I, I mean, I was in Vancouver. I was driving back on the highway, and we get the tweet that, that Elliot Friedman puts out that he's – testing free agency and i just kind of said okay like this is where we're at looks like he's gone i was up to the point of like denial where i was like oh 
no, 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 it's okay. If he tests, he could still circle back, right? And then I, the two seconds later, like Frank tweets. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's not coming back. Uh, he's informed the team that that's not his intention. I was just like, oh, God. Oh, yeah, because yeah, that was the first thing you said to me. You're like, well, we can't stress yet because you might just like go see what's out there and then circle yeah. back. But like literally five minutes later, it was like, yeah, he also informed the team that he will not be coming back. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, he also said, uh, fuck you on the way out. Like, that. yeah. Like, all right. Mm. I, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, this was the full tweet, right? Johnny Gaudreau informed the Flames he will not be returning to Calgary. Emotional conversation for both sides as the Flames rolled out the red carpet to keep him. Massive offer was presented as we reported, but this wasn't about money. Clearly. So, but like, what is it about then? That, that, that question still hasn't been answered. That's the thing. Okay, like, just I'm gonna pull up something. I want to make an analogy. I love analogies, you know that. <laughs> um, okay, Connor McDavid, right? The guy is from Richmond Hill, Ontario. You're telling me this is like the equivalent of like McDavid signing in Winnipeg and saying he wants to be close to home. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like, uh, just this is absolutely gut-wrenching. And I'm not as mad as I should be in my demeanor right now because <laughs> I'm still trying to process everything. Exactly. Like, even last night, like, when we were together, like, I was mad. I was... Oh, no, we were both, heat- like, in the heat of the moment, I was pissed. I was like, yeah, I was getting bored. Like, it's we, happening. We were mad at Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. Um, now that I've, like, kind of slept on it, I'm not, like as mad anymore and like this fan base is so divided right now by like yeah, how people no. are treating it like this everything in calgary is falling apart right now yeah literally so i met him in 1415 it was you know find the find away flames the never quit all that it was like the start of a new energy in this city 1415 like you and I were 14 years old <laughs> that season. Um, I was going out car shopping and we ran into Johnny at the Chrysler in downtown. No jersey, nothing. I like pulled him aside. I had a flames case on my phone at the time. And he like, I like looked up to him and I was like, oh my God, it's Johnny Goudreau. Like, what the hell? What the hell? What the hell? I go up to him. I was like, can I get a photo with you? He's like, yeah, sure. And then my dad like starts taking the photo and he just goes is that your phone i'm like yeah it's my phone he's like sick case bud i was like whoa like i, I said that i'm like my life has been made for like the next yeah, yeah. you know and johnny goudreau gave the calgary flames three heart caliber seasons he did in his time here he gave us three heart caliber seasons two out of those three when we actually had a real head coach it's not a coincidence it's not yeah. a at all. Um, I'm going to love the guy to death for what he did here for eight years because he did make Flames hockey exciting again. It was a period where it was like, okay, well, we just lost to Ginla. And at least, you know, Jay Feaster attempted to trade him, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll get into yeah. that later. But it, it's just like – you're not, you don't find players like Johnny Goudreau and Jerome McGinley. Hell, we've only had two of those types of guys in what, like 20 years, 25 years? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I'm going to love the guy to death for what he did here for eight years. But the fact of the matter is, it was a shit move to lead the organization on to believe that you're coming, like he's coming back only for it to transpire. Like no psych at the 11th hour. Exactly. That's, that's like the thing, right? It was, it's one thing if you like leave the playoffs and you come out your pressure and you say like, I, I really don't know what the future holds. He did say that, but he also led us on to believe that like he loved it here in Calgary and it was his home. Um, And then make up, like your mind, like, and give the flames some time to 
like pick a direction of where to go. Like when we found out that Gaudreau was leaving, it was 10 hours before free agency. Yeah, it was so, like, like it started. It started in like the morning, right? Like, or did it start at midnight? It, yeah, it started. It starts in the morning, but we knew like the night before. That's it. Yeah, we knew it like ten o'clock the night before. And it was interesting because, like, for a free, I, I like just Flames fan aside, um, I haven't actually seen a major free agent like like Johnny Goudreau hit the market where it's radio silence on what's going on with his negotiation or what's happening. Yeah. Literally until like, you know, like what, what was it like eight o'clock mountain when that tweet? Yeah. Came? Roughly. Yeah. And it was like, it went, the flyers are out on Goudreau and then mm-hmm. he signed in Columbus. And that was like it. Like, I, I, I want to ask this question because another thing that Flames fans are super divided about, where does the team go from here? What's what's your opinion? Cause I have mine. Yeah, I I think it has a lot to do with what Matthew Kachuk wants to do. And the reason I'm going to put that out there is because, okay, the Kachuk family is kind of crazy. We saw that when Brady Kachuk signed for seven years in Ottawa and everyone was like, oh, he's going to take a bridge deal and all that. Then he gets the C-stitched. The Flames could literally commit to Kachuk. And I'm going to put this out there because I think a lot of people need to hear this, but I also understand the – counter argument to it which i'll also bring up but let's say you get matthew kachuk to sign right almost an identical deal to what his brother got with a higher aav obviously yep obviously and you give him the captaincy and you say you know what we're gonna run with you this is your team we're gonna retool like you're gonna, there's gonna be some change here, but you're the figurehead now. You're the face. You're the guy that answers yes. the questions to the yep. media. You're the you're guy. the number one. You're the number one. This is your franchise. Yeah, you're the guy. You could still commit to Matthew Kachuk and rebuild. Is it possible? Hypothetically, yes. Let's be honest with ourselves. This organization only cares about putting butts in seats and they want to be constantly competitive and they never want to accept the fact that they need to rebuild unless they absolutely have to. Um, And that's the way it is in a Canadian market, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, I get it from a financial standpoint and, but like, it's just, I think what's going to happen is as long as Daryl Sutter is here, they're not contemplating that shit. They're not. They're going to try. And like, I don't know. I don't know how much you can run it back when the guy who just put up 115 points just walked, right? That doesn't just impact that level of production. That impacts Lindholm's production. That impacts Kachuk's production. People were complaining when Daryl Sutter was hired, like, oh my God, Daryl Sutter hockey, we're going to have a lot of 2 1 games. Well, we're sure shit going to have a lot of those now. Yeah, right. Like I've seen, like a lot of fans want to like go after Kadri or um, like make a trade for Patrick Kane. I just don't. I don't think that's the direction that this team should go. Um, I think that's just going to set us back farther than where where we should be right now. Like you just lost your your all star Johnny is what made that line go last year. That first line, like that, that line won't be the same without him there. There's nobody you can put there that is going to gel the way that he did with Lindholm and Kachuk. Um, like Kadri isn't going to make that line the same. He's not going to make that line better. I just, I, I think making a signing like that is going to push us back from where the Flames need to be. Like, like in my mind, if if Kachuk is willing to commit to like a three-year like retool and like rebuild here then lock him up long-term. But if not, possibly test the market for him and just completely tear this thing down. Well, I mean, you'd, you'd kind of have to, right? You got no assets in Like, hey, we're not even two full calendar years since we let TJ Brody walk. And in that span, TJ Brody, Mark Giordano, and Johnny Goudreau all left this organization for nothing in return. We're not we've even throwing, full And we've been throwing picks out like – yeah. Left, left, right, and center, just throwing them away. Like, okay. And this is another thing that I want to bring up that a lot of people are going to 
you know, how is this not Bradshaw Living's fault? I can like, I get the whole, oh, he did the best he could. I get that. If the offer was really 10 and a half times eight and Johnny Goudreau said, no, fuck you. I don't like money or winning. Then you, there's not much you can do here. Right. But why the shit would Bradshaw Living let it get to that point? Like, that, this is what Imagine. I with him. Like, oh, his hands are tied. Okay. Imagine the contract that we could have signed him to if we negotiated his extension after, like, not last season, but the season before when we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. That, yeah. We could have signed him to, like, an eight by eight. And the thing that's ridiculous, too, is that, like, that that we 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 know of a deal potentially being in place at the before, prior to the start of this season right and then it just obviously never happened because we're here now yeehaw anyway um like okay from an organizational standpoint like we the the flames have a history of holding on to their star players to the point where they literally get no return and it happened again under new management um, like with the Feaster era, it was obviously Higginla and Kipper, right? Yeah. With Tree, it's Gio and Johnny, right? Like, you can't tell me that there's no, like, you're an NHL GM. If you don't have a contingency plan in place for a fucking expansion draft, what are you doing? Seriously, like, you knew about the Seattle expansion draft, like, two and a half years prior to, like, what <laughs> happened. You did nothing. You just held on to the to that asset for dear life, and then oh shit, we lost him. What do we do now? And, and then, and what did Seattle get for him at the deadline? A first round pick for Gio. Yep. <laughs> like yep. It's, it's an absolute nightmare that the Flames have absolutely nothing to show for Johnny Goudreau, Jerome Ginla, Mark Giordano, and Mika Kiprusov in terms of asset retention or anything in return. Um. It's a nightmare. It's like it's, a, it's an organizational failure. I don't know how anyone else could. Like, I don't know what's worse. Like the incompetence of this management group, like to not think about getting this done a thousand years ago. Did you see what Tampa Bay did later the yesterday? Chernak, Sorelli, and Sergachev all got eight-year deals. Like, have you seen a situation like the recently where you have an all-star who's a pending UFA who doesn't get extended a year prior to him testing market or having the ability to test the market? You're telling me that Nathan McKinnon isn't going to sign this summer. Like, give me a break. Oh, like, yeah, no, they're already working on his ex extension. That's what I'm saying like people like I don't know what's worse. The incompetence of this management group, the fact that Gaudreau waited till the last minute and then just said, yeah, bye, I'm out. Um, the fact that Eric Francis was accidentally correct the entire time. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, dude. And I don't know. and Or, or the fact that we're probably going to try and keep this afloat or whatever the hell is left rather than rebuild. <laughs> I literally cannot see CSCC thinking about a rebuild. Not this summer, at least, because Daryl Sutter is here for another year. Bedard and Mitchkov are coming up next summer, but okay. Like, what, what's going to happen? We're going to finish like 18th, 19th. We're gonna finish, yes. Right? We're going to finish fourth in the freaking Pacific, <laughs> miss the wild card by like three games, and then pick 17th and get some freaking bum who never makes it to the show. And it's just a loop. It's just a loop. Like, this is Flames hockey. This is this is what we live in. It's just, you're, yeah, like... It, it's and then we'll go and sign, like, freaking... Oh, God, who would we pick up in free agency next year? Like, somebody stupid. Like, some just... Oh, my God. Now I'm getting angry again. Yeah, I know. I can I can see it. Um, <laughs> like, I I don't know, man. This is so fresh, and so like, I'm like I I watched this presser an hour ago. Yeah, me too. I was in absolute 
like I was in absolute denial the whole time. I was staring at that. I'm like, what is going on? Like, what timeline is this? Like, right. like what, what, like, it still doesn't feel real. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Like I still, it probably won't feel real until January 23rd. Honestly, like in my, in my like heart, right. Um, until he actually like makes his return to Calgary and get the video tribute and then followed up by the booze. Um, <laughs> then yeah, it doesn't feel real to me. It doesn't. I, we just came, we just came off the second best season in franchise history, dude. And we're following it up with losing our. Uh... I, I just want to know what really happened, you know, cause he was playing with the best line in hockey. That line gelled together. I thought that that was totally enough to keep him here. Like yeah. we were building something. That line was unbelievable together. We were the dude. This was year one of the genuine of a of the genuine process that contending teams go through before they go and get their chip. That that's what this season was for us, and it's all gone. I don't know what the Flames do. Like, okay, let's say the Flames come in, they sign Kadri. Like, let's say that they do that, which honestly, knowing this organization, highly likely. Let's say they go that that route, right? Yeah. The fact that Nazem Kadri did not sign on day one of free agency leads me to believe he's not making anything over nine mil. That's just me. That's just in terms of that. Of how the much are we gonna pay him though? That's the thing. My like, like my, my thing isn't even like how much are we gonna pay him. My thing is like what kind of term you would give him. Like he's thirty one. It's not like Johnny Goudreau is twenty eight and he's gonna give you at least five more years of being really good, right? Um, like, it, okay, if, like, Tree, Tree talked about it. He's like, I'm not going to do anything. We're not going to do anything rash, like, just to come in and replace this player because you can't replace the player. Yeah. I get it. But that sends us back down into a stairwell where, where we were at in 17, 18, when you think about it. Because you're like, oh, this Manjapani kid's good. Let's play him for like 10 games and never see him again. Right? Yeah. And like, I don't know. I personally, personally, if you can get a commitment out of Kachuk, I still think there's room to retool there. If you get a commitment out of Kachuk, I think you can retool. I don't think that this is completely lost. You have guys here that are locked up. You can't like, this is, if this was like the direction of like the mess that we were going to put ourselves into by letting this happen again, true living doesn't your job as an NHL general manager is to make shit happen. Tree lets things happen. Exactly. He goes, Oh shit. Oh, looks like who, Okay, who is one player that True Living extended? Like, literally just before he hit the ability to test unrestricted free agency. Is it just Geo? Maybe, yeah. Like, yeah. like Geo but, and Brody, even, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. But, like... I, sir, I know, sir, you were talking about like retooling, like with Kachuk here and everything. But like, what does this, like, what does this have on the psyche of the locker room? You know, like when the guys come in to training camp, yeah, what's going to be that vibe around the team? Being um, like, holy, holy shit, our superstar just left us. A few days ago, Chris Johnson, when I was in Van, I heard someone. I heard him say that like he kind of included this in a little tidbit. It was over on SD on um, SDPN. And he was basically saying like, he was getting the sense that some of Johnny's teammates were, uh, you know, kind of getting a little like antsy, like what the fuck is the holdup, right? Like what is taking so long? What is going on with this extension? Um, like, how are you still not decided type thing? 
And honestly, if I want to be frank, the way that Johnny downplayed all of the flames related questions in his pressure this morning and his like introductory pressure this morning, something happened. You can't tell me otherwise. It doesn't make sense. Otherwise. No, it, it really doesn't. And yeah, like, like I said earlier, he needs to come out and tell the league and tell this fan base why, like what really happened and why he left. Yeah. Because we like, we deserve to know. We like you waited up until the eleventh hour and you snaked us at right at the end. Like, and this is the part where some fans that come to Tree's aid, they come in and they're like, "His hands were tied, though. What could he have done?" Well, I don't know. In the last two seasons, he literally walked himself into corners that he didn't know how to get out of. He had no foresight how to get out of. Yeah. The fact that he even had Goudreau, Kachuk, and Manjapani expiring in the same summer, that's, that shows you lack of foresight. Yeah, um, exactly. You need a guy in charge who has a, has a vision, bro. I don't know what this is. Like, okay, day one of free agency, we, I think we all expected that we'd go out and sign someone serviceable, right? I think we all expected that. Yeah, yeah. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. So, okay. You kept certain guys. Zadorov and Lewis are back. But, like, what's the plan here? I don't know what the plan is here. And I, I, and I feel like they're waiting on Kachuk. But the whole waiting for a decision to happen instead of – We got to stop making waiting. It, yeah. Like, like Brad, it, it, it is not time to wait again. It is time for you to pull up your big boy pants. I say this way too much about them. And go and do something. If he's going to wait again, right? Kachuk is going to go to arbitration, take his qualifying offer, and walk to free agency in 2023 because Brad won't have the heart to trade him. That's exactly. what would happen. You either exactly. get a commitment or you move him for an asset, which apparently here is something that is just an out-of-the-blue financial statement. Like, I don't know what to say. Like... Dude, Michael Backlund and Sean Monahan are the only remaining players on this team since Tree Living took over in 2014. Yep. What? Brad Tree Living has outlasted Johnny Goudreau's tenure in this city. What the fuck? That's actually that's actually mind-boggling. That like, is mind-boggling. Jay yeah. Feaster had a leash of what under three years? We're heading into year nine. Yeah, dude. Yeah. God. Yeah. I just Nuts. like there's still things that need to come out about this, obviously. And yeah. um like there's the flames still have a lot to figure out. And like um, with what direction this team should go, right? I mean and everybody has their own opinion, but yeah. There's not much that like us as a fan base can do. I know a lot of fans like are like just completely giving up on this team now and like mm-hmm. I uh, like I I feel like yeah, okay, Goodrow walks and I saw some accounts being like, Yeah, I'm not following this team anymore. Fuck this. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what? If you're gonna do that, you were never a real fan to begin with. I'm sorry. Like exactly. I'm sorry. Like if you're gonna do that based off of you know, what's going on. You're never a real fan to begin with. You can be frustrated like we are. You can have a freaking channel where you air out your grievances and your happiness every, you know, once every two weeks, like we do. But just like, there was a video of someone posted this like older guy. He like posted, he was burning a Gaudreau jersey. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. You said, you sent it to me. Like, come on. Like, Like, I get, like, I get that we're broken, with this guy, with, I get it. Where I, no one, I can't even comprehend what is going on right now. And I don't think the organization has a plan B. That's the next thing I want to get into. To burn a jersey? Come on. We're better than that. Seriously. What, what, what is up with that? That's pathetic. That is yeah, yeah. the lowest of the low. That was just like a boomer fan. Just like not, not even thinking, right? Just, just like, congrats. Now you're famous and we're talking about you. Like round of applause like 
wasn't even an Adidas jersey either. It was like one of those like rip off like make. Yeah. Ah, so it wasn't even a fanatic either. Like it looked like just some sort of like sixty dollar like Walmart pickup that he just uh. like the success of this season. This is what I want to get into. I want to get into Brad a little bit. The success of this season has definitely given Brad a bit of protection in terms of criticism. And yeah. you and I were part of that camp too. I want to say like his first two years here, Brad was great. He was making smart moves and then he decided to speed up a rebuild that should have taken a little, little longer. Yeah. Um, and minus the first two years and maybe these past nine months, probably since actually, no, this past year, I'm going to say since summer 21, I was on board with what Brad was doing, even after he lost Gio. Um, and then now it's just like, okay, we're back to square one. You take a million steps up with bringing in Daryl Sutter, bringing in really good hockey players. It's an unbelievable system, and it's the second best season in franchise history. And instead of building on it, you're falling off a cliff. Yeah. Off a personal decision. Right? Stumbling back down the stairs, just rolling back down like a ball off a personal decision. And I believe, like, I believe him when he says that that was the best that he could do at this point in time. But I don't buy yeah. into the whole, oh, uh, yeah, I'm just going to sit and wait for, you know, one of the franchise cornerstones to just, you know, have the ability to test the market. You don't see that in other markets. You no, don't. you don't. No. Every time you have a star player, you're getting a, you're getting an eight year deal signed the summer prior before he yeah. tests. It's not, yeah. that's how you do business, right? Evgeny Malkin was about to test the market, right? And he was like, oh, I'm leaving. Like, I'm mad that Penguins don't think I'm good anymore, right? What, what happens? 6.1 by four, right? He signs like that night before. That, I mean, imagine being a team that knows how to retain their free agents. Like that is That is a bizarre situation to me in Pittsburgh because it sounded like that relationship was like, like that was the end wow, for Malkin dude. and Pittsburgh. Like they were livid with each other. And one player went over to Malkin and was like, Hey, like, don't do this. Like, let's ride this thing out together and let's see what's going on. That was Crosby. Like, Kachuk couldn't do that. Freaking not even like, like Tanev couldn't go to Johnny and be like, dude, come on, like we're building something here. And that's what makes you wonder about why he's not answering questions about Calgary, why he wanted to leave. The fact that he's got Monaghan post like two hip surgeries. Who's like half dead? Oh my god, Monaghan, dude! I'm. I wonder what Monaghan's thinking right now, man. Yeah, That's right. Insane. He's outlived. Like his tenure here has outlived Johnny's. He was here a year before, and he's gonna be here a year after. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy to me. Yeah, I feel so bad for the guy, but you know what? At least he has his own park. That's so sick. What the hell? True. Yeah. Park. Can you imagine like kids like going on first dates and shit over there? <laughs> Anyways, but like the fact that back to the point, like the fact that he's got a half broken Sean Monahan and Backland to show for the last eight years of a collective, and people are still coming to his aid after. Like, it's gotten worse. Like, yeah, this year, he went all in. He was making right moves at the time that we were in, right? Yeah. In hindsight, yeah. In hindsight now knowing that Johnny Goudreau is no longer a part of this franchise, those were the right moves to make. They really tried to go for it. Whether they mm-hmm. were or not, that's a different story, right? But you tried. You attempted to bolster your lineup, right? You did. And – the your job as a GM is to manage assets and above all make hard decisions that would make your team better. The point of your job is to lead the way, create a sense of direction for what you're trying to build. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's time to make some damn decisions. Are you locking up Kachuk? Are you does he not want to be here? Because if he does not want to be here and for whatever reason, the rumored trade offer from the Devils at the draft 
if that was a real offer and that didn't come to fruition and Matthew Kachuk says, I'm just going to take my qualifying offer in about a few weeks or so, my God, man, seriously. Like, yeah, we're screwed. Yeah, like big time. Big time. You need – we need a GM who has the ability to make strong choices and you don't. We have a guy who waits – to get work done. Oh shit, he's a UFA. We should probably start negotiations, right? Right, guys? Yeah. And right. the thing yeah. that pisses me off the most about the whole thing, too, is the organization's cockiness with the way that they were feeling about keeping Johnny. I don't think they even they clearly had zero clue that his intention was to leave the That's whole time. Yeah, yeah. Because For sure. Craig Conroy was out here like, oh, I'm Santa Claus for contracts. It's yeah, awesome. like, oh, oh, my God. And Bradshaw Living's like, oh, we're going to move heaven and earth. Okay, well, looks like heaven and earth moved us because he's gone. So, all right. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, he was like, okay, fact of the matter is, he was non-committal to Johnny Goudreau last offseason. It cost us yeah. It costs yeah. us now. You that, could that, that's it. That, that's what it is. Like that, yeah. Johnny was completely open to signing, re-signing last year. Um, like at the start of the year, he's completely open to contract extension, like talk everything. Brad said, "No, we're going to shelf it and see how you do this year, and then and then we'll decide." And sure, shit, he puts up like 117 points and takes his team to the second round for the first time since 2015. Oh my god, good times, good times. <clears throat> and yeah, there's like, there's what? There's three. There's three directions we could go here. Yeah, you you get Kachuk back. Yeah, and you retool. You go and get somebody in free agency this year, and you try to stay afloat in a a much better Pacific Division than it was last year. Um, two, you sign Kachuk long term. You try and get rid of some of your bad contracts. You go into a rebuild if Kachuk is open to that. Or three, Kachuk doesn't want to be here. You got to trade him as fast as possible to get whatever you can in return. And then just sign multiple Kevin Rooney's. Yeah. I'm not and just kidding. seriously. Tank, and we'll go, tank. we'll go, yeah, we'll go watch games in the lower bowl for 13 bucks next year. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, everyone's asking what now. Right. Like you either get him to stay long term and build around him if he's down or you trade him. There's no in between. Exactly. And you like you cannot. And I mean, cannot emphasize this enough. You cannot sign him to his qualifying offer and let him walk for nothing. Like that is like, yeah, that is the absolute no go. Like just it's like it. Man, I don't know. Like, I saw this one thing on Twitter. Someone was comparing the Flames and Rangers, and I kind of want to read it out. I think it's kind of interesting. Obviously, this is like a take, but what he's saying isn't exactly that far off, and I that's why I kind of want to bring it up. Um, He said, the Flames are in a very similar inflection point as the Rangers were years ago before entering their rebuild. Massive credit to Rangers management having the guts to go tear it down when they still had a team that was capable of making the playoffs, which if you wanted to probably ask ownership right now, that's not the path they're looking at. They've yeah. got to at least consider it though, depending on what happens with Kachuk. Anyways, the advantage to this is the team will still have many assets that teams will want. Flames will definitely be capable of making the playoffs, but they do not have a championship team anymore. It's time to rebuild while they have the assets to do so. This is obviously a take on Twitter. The Rangers recoup tons of assets by moving Nash, McDonough, Zuccarello, and others, allowing them to clear cap space to weaponize and get prospects and picks that could enter the roster in a few years. Now, there are a lot of caveats here, and of course they don't need to trade everyone, but it's time to explore the market on all of them. Guys like Coleman, Mangiapane, Lindholm, Toffoli, Hannafin, Tanev, Shillington, Markstrom, even Kachuk. All of those are movable contracts. Now, I don't know if I agree with that 
with a few of the names that he listed in terms of being movable deals, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I get what he's like putting out that could bring back positive value in return. Um, if Kachuk wants to leave, you got to start this right away and just tear it down. If he wants to stay and if you can do this right, the Flames could possibly be back in contention in like three or four years. Our exactly. Like, was pretty underrated. That's the thing. Like, it's, it's going to be like five years, like m- maximum. If Kachuk wants to stay long term and he's open to that, because how old is Kachuk now? He's 24. He's what? 20. Yeah. Five years gets him to like 29, right in the middle of his prime, and the Flames storm back in. I, I think that's the direction the Flames should go. Like me personally, but. Me personally, I think you lock up Kachuk and you retool, <coughs> you retool that bitch, like just everywhere. Yeah. Right. That, that, that's me personally. <coughs> yeah. Um, and like, just, you cannot, you cannot fall into the trap of the poor asset management again, bro. This is why I think we could be getting news on Kachuk really soon because I think the rest of their offseason plan is going to be built around determining whether or not he's staying. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I can't believe that we lost Johnny Goudreau to the Columbus Blue Jackets, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, like there's not much more to say, right? It's it's all going to come down to what Kachuk wants and and where this team goes from there. It's like you've you've got to you've got to move forward here. There's no this is pro sports. You can't yep. sit and wallow in sorrow, right? Like it's yep. you, we're as of right now we've moved on, right? Like this is now a new era of Flames hockey. It is, yeah, and yep. like. I, I don't know, man. Like, I just – the things that piss me off about the whole thing, his end-of-season press conference claiming that Calgary was home for him and his family, uh, saying how he hopes he can sign a long-term contract in Calgary, how it would be really cool to win a champ, a cup here. Yeah. Uh, it would be, like, all that talk about his legacy and all that Sending a counter offer hours like K, okay, literally the day before free agency, Pat Seinberg came out and said, I'm pretty sure it was Pat Seinberg, but they were talking about it on 960, that the Gaudreau camp sent over a counter offer to Tree and management group. Why are you sending counter offers if you're not staying? Yeah. Like, it, it, like, what are you doing leading? It's, this is like me, like, trying to get a girlfriend, bro. Like, I'm thinking that I'm, like, getting there, and then it's like I'm let on, right? Like, it's like, all right. Yeah. No, and, that, like, that's the thing, right? Like, it's probably, like, three hours before you informed the team that he wasn't staying in Calgary, they sent a counter off back. He, he, he went ghost for six weeks, man. He went ghost. For, there was no talk about what was going on with the Gaudreau negotiation for six weeks. He basically left the team on red in, in layman's yeah. Um, And he waited until the very last moment until they were unable to make additional plans. And another thing, like his family, God, they kept liking tweets that referenced him staying and that referenced him building a legacy in Calgary. And they, he ends up signing with a weaker team for a lot less money. And it, Columbus Blue Jackets, where did they even finish last season? 21st. Both times we played Columbus, we absolutely yeah. destroyed them. We fathered them. Oh, my God. Like, with this logic, right? Like, with this logic, someone should tell Braden Point and Kale McCarr that family comes first, too. Please. 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 Calgary would love to have you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, and, like, man, like, I don't know. (sighs) I'll talk about the other moves we made yesterday. 
So oh, yeah, Kevin great. He's a flame. He's a depth add. Fourth line center who can play the wing. He signed at 1.3 by two. <laughs> and I mean, like my thing with that is like, I think we've learned from this past season that like not, not to judge um, our depth free agent signings and how they'll fit in under a Daryl Sutter system when they have a summer to get into the training regimen and to understand the system and plan ahead. No one thought that Eric Goodbranson or Nikita Zadorov or Trevor Lewis or these guys were going to fit well here, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I'm <laughs> Kevin Rooney is here for the next two years. It doesn't hurt to have guys like that on your team if the direction that you're going for is to tank. And he posted on his story saying, let's go. He wants to be here. And you know what? At that, like, that one story won me over because I was like, you know what? I don't care if you had 12 points last year. You want to be here, and that's refreshing <laughs> in comparison to what we're dealing with right now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. So welcome to the Sea of Red, Kevin Rooney. The thing yeah. that was weird about it, and I'll get into this, is how is that the first domino to fall after your star walks? After your star walks. Like, I'm just picturing, like, the train of thought, right? Like, free yeah. agency opens up, right? Johnny Goudreau just left you, and Bradshaw Living's like, I wonder what Kevin Rooney's up to. <laughs> yeah, like, going down, like, the board. Oh, <laughs> Kevin Rooney, let's call him. Oh, shit, he's looking for two years back. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, like, dude, like, so, okay, someone Volgi, like our TSN reporter, he was like a little bit surprised. Like, Calgary Flames have been so quiet in free agency, not really acquiring anyone of consequence besides besides re-signing Trevor Lewis and adding Kevin Rooney on a relatively high AAV of one point three million. A brutal eighteen hours for the first. <laughs> oh my god! Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> And I'm like, I don't even know how to talk about the other guys. Like, I don't even know who they I don't are. Know who they are, bro. Like, I don't. I can't help you. Like, I. That, I know the of their names. dude. I know, I know the their names from playing Chell. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, Maloti played against us like yeah. a little bit this year, but <laughs> like he's not anything to write home about. So, like, okay. uh, Bradshaw Living walked into a franchise. With Gaudreau, Monahan, Giordano, Brody, and lost all of them for nothing. I'm assuming that we're gonna lose Monahan for nothing. I'm pretty sure he's gonna play next season, and we're just gonna let him walk and say thank no, you. No, we're probably gonna have to pay to trade him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So instead of yeah. instead of giving up an asset, we're just gonna yeah. let it ride, right? Yeah. Um, he was basic, he was gifted, Matthew Kachuk, bro. He was gifted yeah, Kachuk. I love how so many people are like, oh, but he drafted Kachuk. No, the Oilers and Canucks drafted us Kachuk. Yeah. And the Jackets. The irony in this whole thing. Um, now we might lose him, depending on what he wants to do. He squandered Bennett, right? Like, we, we just came off a season where we had our second best season in franchise history, had no first rounder, and then lost our franchise player. Um. Like, what's it going to take for him to get fired? That's what I want to know. Why? How did we so hard? Like, what? Right? Like, hey. it's it's got to be soon. Dude, like, I don't know if it's soon. Like, but anyway, like yesterday, Trevor Lewis, one year, 800K. Love that. We're, we're, we're big Trevor Lewis fans. Guy's a hard worker. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Rooney, two years, 1.3 AAV. Clark Bishop. One year, 750K. Dennis Gilbert, two years, 762.5. And Nicholas Meloche, one year, 950. Um, I would like to point out that I'm pretty sure Dennis Gilbert and Meloche are one-way contracts, aren't they? Is Dennis Gilbert a one-way contract? Yeah, which is – I'm so confused about that one. What? Um, <laughs> I'm so like, dude, I don't know. I'm going to open up cat friendly right now. What? Um, yeah. I read it yesterday. There was a one-way contract and I kind of shot myself. Cause I was like, who, <laughs> who is this? Uh, Dennis Gilbert. 
Um, Dennis Gilbert's salary is 750K and his cap hit is 762 for the 2022-23 season. He's a 25-year-old left defenseman who was born on October 30th, 1996. He was drafted 91st overall by the Chicago Blackhawks in the third round of the 2015 NHL entry draft. He has signed three contracts worth a total value of 5.05 over a career that spans three seasons with at least one NHL game played. <laughs> Holy shit. He has a and total he signed a, a one-way? It looks like it. Maybe we are tanking. Maybe we are. <laughs> Maybe we are tanking. I don't know. I don't think Brad knows what's going on right now either. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, like, it seems to me like it's a one-way deal. Um, fuck. Like, all the power to him, I guess. This is interesting. Is he the good Branson replacement? Like, is Connor Mackey just not in the organization anymore? Is Yusuf Alamaki just not in the organization anymore? Like, yeah, right? Like, like, I should bring in more bums to just skate around. <laughs> Dennis Gilbert. My God. I, I'm i actually in shock right now. I didn't think that that was a one-year deal until I saw a tweet just now. Sorry, one-way deal. One-year. <laughs> Two-year one-way. Yeah, um, two years of Dennis Gilbert, man? Come on. Like, I'm just looking at this. Yeah. And, like, one year, 950K for Malosh. I hope that's how you say his name. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so as of right now, our cap friendly is looking like Backlund, Lucic, Coleman, Lindholm, God bless him, Tyler Toffoli, Lindholm, I said him twice, my God, Dubé, Rooney, Lewis, Manjapani, Kachuk, and then on defense, Hannafin Anderson, Tanev Zadorov, Valamaki Malosh, Mackie, Gilbert, and Shillington. Um, so Nikita Zadorov's back, 3.75 times two. Not going to lie, I like it. I, I like it too. I like it too. And uh, I think Johnny Gaudreau might have a target on his back when he comes back here. Why do I have the feeling that like Zadorov just to win the fan base over is gonna rock his shit on January? Dude, I I hope Gaudreau has his head down going through the freaking neutral zone and Zadorov just lines him up. Could you imagine Gaudreau getting cautioned? Uh, like oh. paddle the mice. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that uh, would be like the one thing that would make me feel feel better. Dude, that would be like like that would be that would get more of a cheer out of our fan base than winning the cup. I, I think it would. It literally would. Like the twenty thousand that would be in attendance at the dome that night are just gonna go crazy. Um, yeah. And yeah, he also had a few other signings like Oscar Vansk. So I'm assuming, I guess our tandem then in the A is Dustin Wolf and Oscar Dansk. It's like, did, yeah. did, does Daniil Chechilev just not exist? Like, what? Uh, whatever. Like, I get it. I do. But at the same time, I don't. But, yeah, Oscar Dansk is probably going to be backing up Dustin Wolf in the A. So, it, the thing that was weird to me was yesterday it was like it, he prioritized the AHL club more than the NHL club in terms of the deals that he was making. A lot of these guys, even though they're signed to one-way deals, they're going to be – sent down right like they're not making the full roster right. um, uh yeah and um given that this is a good draw video i guess we should just uh say that part of the journey is the end um tony stark said this in avengers endgame one of my favorite movies of all time um <laughs> And he was one of the most special and unique talents to ever wear the Flaming Sea. It's not something that we can deny. How it ended, how it's ending, it's gross, and I hate it. And it's it makes Tavares's situation look sane. That's all I'm saying. Because, like, seriously, what the fuck, Columbus? Yeah, like, get out yeah. of here. Like, no one, no one would have predicted that. No one. I Nobody. was literally betting that he was going to be a New Jersey Devil, and then it comes out that he like declined or rejected their offer 
I was like, well, this is interesting. Right. But no, he, he, he is one of those guys that like, you know, he made us fall in love with flames hockey, watching him mm-hmm. night in and night out do unbelievable things on the ice that like a player hasn't done here in Calgary. Like he was unique. He was, we haven't had a guy like that here in Calgary. He was the first of a guy like that here in Calgary. And yeah, it sucks that he's gone. We are going to miss him tremendously, but, uh, Hope for all the best in Columbus, I guess. It's annoying how things ended, but, like, it's the nature of pro sports. Like, you, our, our management let this happen. It's, yeah. not, it's not of, oh, Tree did everything he could. No, he did everything he could in this moment, not with having an ounce of foresight and making sure it didn't get to this moment. Yeah. Um, like, again, general managers are not supposed to make the fans happy. They're supposed to make the owners happy. That, that's something that I think a lot of people don't register, yeah. right? Yeah. And we in the teams we cheer for, these players are assets, right? They're treated like commodities. And at the end of the day, it's business decisions, right? I yeah. like part of me is going to cheer for him, but part of me can't because it's like, hey, like, I, I, it's just so bitter. The way he's leaving is so bitter. He proved to us that he couldn't give less of a shit in regards uh, to winning and in regards to making money. Anyways, Johnny Goudreau finishes his Flames career with 602 games played. That's 11th in franchise history. 210 goals. That's good for ninth. 399 assists. Fifth in franchise history. 609 points. Fifth. 41 game winning goals. Fifth, six hat tricks. That's tied for seventh. Six-time All-Star and one Lady Bing. Not bad for an undersized fourth-round pick. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, like the way I see it is that him signing in Columbus is his self-inflicted punishment for leaving us and choosing to live in Ohio. Like, congratulations. Like, where was like where did Columbus come up from? Like, seriously, like. You're telling me today in his pressure, he talked about like, oh, like it was always a place that was like on my radar that like I always enjoyed coming to. I was like, damn you, 2015 All-Star Weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking out loud. Like this guy yeah. went in the All-Star Weekend was like, oh, I love this city. And then it's been in the yeah. back of his mind for seven years. Are you kidding? Yeah, he, he probably met Meredith there. And oh, my it's God. It's just way too special to them. And. Just like as they're conceiving their unborn child, like just like I hope we get, I hope he's born in Ohio. <laughs> like <laughs> God. Anyway, uh, Colton Pullman, a more AHL guys that re-upped in Colton Pullman and Nick DeSimone, both defensemen, and then we added Oscar Dance. So yeah, uh, besides Zadorov, Rooney, and Lewis, um, the rest of the moves that were made were pretty much for the you know, unnamed Calgary AHL franchise. So yep. that was very interesting to me. Um, yeah. Anyway, I want to just quickly end this off with a few quotes. This is from The Athletic. Uh, it was posted today uh, in regards to Gaudreau. Um, basically, he's saying, like, <laughs> he's like, I've never been – to Columbus before I made it to the NHL. So when I started playing there, I didn't know what I was walking into. And I was just, wow. Goudreau told the athletic by phone late Wednesday, they've always had great crowds really into the game. I said to myself, then this looks like a really fun place to play, but it was more fun than that. I played in the world championships um, with Zach Wierenski. I've known Eric Robinson for like 15 to 20 years and some former guys like Cam Atkinson and Dalton Prout. Those guys were just like, you're going to absolutely love the place. Uh, Gaudreau joked that his contentious relationship with the nationwide arena cannon, which blasts each time under the when the Blue Jackets score, has already undergone a change of heart. I Gaudreau said he was blissfully unaware of the hockey world's response to his signing. He hadn't been on Twitter all day, he said. Interesting, because your family has been. It's all outside noise to me, Gidrow said. I'm super excited about where I'm at. I think it was a great decision for me and my wife, and we're just over the moon right now. Super excited. 
Uh, Gaudreau's wife, Meredith, we all know she's a pediatric nurse and they're expecting a child um, in late September. Um, I, I don't know, man, like just from Columbus aside, like this is too good of an opportunity to pass up on. They have a lot of young guys that I think we're not giving enough credit for that are, you know, starting to come up. And I wonder what they do with Patrick Line now, now that Gaudreau's there. No. Um, that's a, like, that's, it's almost like a match made in heaven. If you ask me a guy who can play make, like it's like the back of his hand and a guy who can snipe like the back of his hand, like seriously. Um, like, I don't know, man, it's easy to take this personally, but you also can't like when a Gimla got traded, I don't think a lot of people know this, but like when a Gimla got traded, like his house was immediately for sale. And he just moved on just like that. That's the nature of pro sports. We got dumped and it happens. But what happens with us, it's cancerous almost because we don't know how to draft high-end talent because we're never in a position. We we never put ourselves in a position to be that bad. It would have to be a luck of a draw, like how we landed Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. Let's just hope that Kachuk wants to stay. We'll see what happens. If he doesn't, then we're going to be making a lot more draft coverage videos for the 2023 entry draft. But, like, you just have so many value contracts right now that it's like this team is still still believes that they're in a position that they can, you know, compete. So I'll be very interested to see what we end up doing over the next few weeks here because this is – for the first time in a very long time, I we don't know what direction our organization is going in. I'm going to end it off with Gaudreau's quote from his pressure this morning. I always kind of dreamed about playing a tad closer to home, but I mean, it didn't matter where I was signing. Our decision was it was best for us not to go back to Calgary. And then we decided to figure out what the best option was for us. Um. He just contradicted himself in that quote, dude. I always kind of dreamed about playing a tad closer to home, but I mean, it didn't matter where I was signing. I just wanted to leave Calgary because fuck them, right? Yeah. He's getting booed. He's getting booed. This is worse than the Tavares situation. I'm actually shocked that we got through this whole recording and I wasn't like screaming my ass off. Like, what the heck? <laughs> like, um, it, it's, it's pathetic. I, yeah. Yeah, it is. He he chose no winning and no pressure for just flying under the radar. We've got our own team to look at now. He's moved on. It is what it is. I respect him for his time here. I'm probably always going to have a bitter taste in my mouth about how this ended. Um, Yeah, for sure. And I... You know what? Like, it's something a lot of people don't want to say right now, but all the best to him. And just, it is what it is. He exercised his own right. Whether you want to clown the decision of him going to Columbus or not, our man. Which you totally can. Which you totally totally can. can. Totally can. He put himself in a position to make that decision. That's his decision. It's not in the hands of management. It, you know, it should should have been, and it should have been done a lot earlier. But yeah, yep, Johnny Goudreau is no longer a Calgary Flame. Thank you for eight years. You're gonna get booed when you come back. I hope you know that because a lot of people are not forgiving. Um, no. I don't know if you'll. I don't know if you'll get. He'll probably get booze around the same line as Adam Fox. I think yeah. more classy than the Islanders fan base. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't think it'll be anything more than booze, but it'll be something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Johnny Goudreau is no longer a Calgary Flame, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yeah. This is uh, not a video we thought we'd be recording, especially <laughs> not with the destination that we're sitting talking mm-hmm. about. But you know what? Good on Yarmo for taking advantage of the situation he had at hand. And... This is always going to be perplexing to me. And I just, well, you got to move forward. He's no longer a calorie flame. 
it is what it is. Let's see what we do next. Um, yeah, anything else you want to add, Noah? No, I mean, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, it's been a, <laughs> a tough 48 hours for Flames fans. But uh, let, let's cross our fingers and, and hope for the best outcome out of this. And hopefully the Flames can turn it around. And with that, be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Likes and comments are the most important. Likes get us in the algorithm. Subs help us become relevant. So without further ado, thank you for listening. You can follow Noah and I on Instagram at RYB1 underscore 1022 and at Noah Eppleston 11. And on Twitter at Rajaburi and, and at Eppleston Noah. Hell yeah. So, hell yeah. So Noah got Twitter, everyone. Yeah. Go follow him. Um, you know, I'm at 54 followers right now and I'm feeling pretty good about myself. It's great. I'm at five and I'm hyped. Hell yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Go Flames. Yeah, go. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>